What's up, friends? This is episode two of the Wedding Video Boss podcast. Choosing the right camera. I'm your host, Paul Santiago, and today we are going to talk about the most important questions you need to ask yourself when it comes to choosing the right camera. But first, let me give you a quote. Actually, I have two quotes, which I feel like it's going to be important in this episode. First quote, money spent on good quality gear is always money well spent. That's Tahir Shah in search of King Solomon's mind. Beautiful. Second quote, the less gear you use, the more you grow as a photographer. Although there are fewer options available, you'll find more creative ways to capture what you feel. In a way, all your technical options before turn into creative solutions that improve your photography even more. That's from Marius Vieth. He's a photographer and author. So finding the right camera is so vital to what kind of story you have to tell. So here are 10 questions that Premium Beat have posted that I actually want to answer with you. Choosing the right camera coming right about now. Okay, let's get to it. Question number one, lens options. I think it's important to consider the quality of the lenses. If there's third party lenses available for the camera, the prices of the lenses. All of these things, I'm gonna put in the detail box just so you could check it out. But the best lenses to consider are the Rokinon 35 millimeter, the Canon 50 millimeter 1.8. It's called the Nifty 50. The Sigma 18 to 35 millimeter 1.8. And the Rokinon CineLens 85 millimeter 1.5 lens. We're going to talk about these in another episode. But the kinds of lenses that are there are fisheye lenses, wide angle, standard prime, zoom, telephoto, and macro lenses. And if you have any questions, just feel free to shoot me an email or just wait for the other episodes that are coming right up. Question number two, dynamic range. You know, it, I just realized these don't sound like questions because I cut them up instead of like, what is the dynamic range? I removed it. So now it's dynamic range. So I'll just say it like that, right? Okay, okay. Number two, dynamic range. <laughs> we don't really spend too much time on filters and adjustments unless the white balance is off or it's really dark or anything like that. I and my team, we like to work with real colors. So it really depends on the style that you found, on the style that you've mastered. For us, we just want the colors to pop, we just want it to be real. Dynamic range, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's, it's essentially the camera's ability to capture both light and dark areas at the same time. So you'll see, like, sometimes you're, there's a shot where everything's like super white in the background, overexposed. So if the dynamic range is way better, then there's more detail. The higher the number, the better the camera's ability to capture 
contrasted images. So a good camera will typically have a dynamic range of about 12 stops or higher. I'll talk about these in the next episodes. I'm just going to go through all the questions that you need to consider and then I'll put them in the show notes. Number three, low light capabilities. So this is kind of like important because especially for the reception part of the wedding, it's usually dark. We bring lights with us, so we don't really need a really good low light camera, but it's not bad to have, especially for the high end weddings. There are planners who don't like light whenever there's like candles everywhere. They always tell us, I don't like the light. Turn your lights off. I want the bride wants romantic candlelit. And I usually tell her, "Uh, no. But just in case having these cameras that are really good at low light, it's going to save you time and money. Going to make you smile. Okay, question number four. Recording format. Right now... The trends are HD and 4K. This is a little controversial for us because whenever we do weddings, we film everything in HD. We don't really shoot 4K unless a client pays extra for it. Personally, I'd rather shoot in HD because it saves me disk space and it saves me editing time. But there are videographers there who'd rather shoot in 4K. So the cameras they choose have 4K. So when it comes to recording footage, the file format will determine how much control you'll have over the footage in post-production. Recording format for us. Our cameras record in MP3. We use Canon cameras. So our cameras are always MP3. There are cameras that could do AVC HD but ours is H.264. You could research on that a little bit more if you want. But there's a big difference between those two. I'm not going to get into it, but I'd rather do the H.264 recording format because we use Macs. Well, the PCs to open it up easier. I guess it just depends on what you prefer. Number five. Cameras, longevity. So I read this question as not only the durability, but also the resale value. Because, yeah, you could could get these cameras that are a little bit more expensive, and I'm pretty sure they're going to last longer. But for me, longevity includes the resale value. Like After five years, how much is this going to be? So I feel like it's easier for us to buy a camera when we consider the quality and also the resale value. Kind of like for us, we have uh, 5D Mark IVs, and the resale value for 5D Mark IVs are pretty good because they're good photo cameras too. I don't know about the other cameras, but I can speak for myself when I say the Canon 5D Mark IVs are so easy to sell. Number six, what type of cards does it take? So right now there's two card formats, an SD, which is most of the time the cameras take SD cards, 
and the CF card, which is what photographers use. I don't know other videographers if they use CF cards. Let me know if you guys use CF cards. But other cameras can do dual card slots. The 5D Mark IVs can do dual card slot, but they can only do dual card slot recording for photos. For video, they can't. The Canon C100 Mark II, on the other hand, could do dual slot recording, which is beautiful because with video, once an SD card gets corrupted, it's so hard to retrieve the footage. It's not like with photos that you could just plug it in and retrieve everything easily. With video, it's so tricky. And I don't really want to go through that. So having that dual card slot recording is amazing. And it's kind of like frustrating a lot of wedding videographers currently because the new cameras that are coming out are not coming out with a dual card slot recording. So it's kind of like disappointing everyone. Number seven, is it practical for my shooting situations? So for us, we shoot with monopods most of the time. So having a camera that's small enough and discreet enough to use is perfect for us because we don't want to be carrying this big camera. If there's one thing I hate, I hate being in the shot of the photographer. So if I'm in the shot, at least I have a small camera that I just look like a guest and not a TV crew. You know what I'm saying? So number eight, what is the audio situation? Hmm, I don't know about the audio situation for the other cameras either. But for the cameras we use, we use an external shotgun mic, which is the Rode shotgun mics. And we just plug it into our DSLRs and mount it on the shoe mount. And it works. And it gets really good audio. So I would suggest buying an external audio. I'll put a link down at the show notes. Number nine, can it output footage? I think for people who want to do corporate stuff, this would be a very big factor for you. Because outputting footage, I think, means if you want to live stream which is usually for corporate gigs. So I, I don't really use it. Number 10, what is the crop factor? So the crop factor is often overlooked by beginners when they're looking for a filmmaking camera. Some people say that getting a full frame camera is not that important, but man, I, I really like full frame because a camera with a bad crop factor will make it nearly impossible to get wide angle shots for weddings having that really nice establishing shot or whenever you try to get like a group photo or something it makes a huge difference you're limited to either using a super wide angle lens or speed boosters so all i can say is if you decide on going full frame you're you're not gonna regret it baby here are the commonly used cameras for wedding videography the Panasonic GH5, the Sony A7R3, the Canon 5D Mark IV, and the Canon C100 Mark II. These are arranged according to price, not by rating or nothing like that. So, if you're just starting out, I would suggest going small, save yourself money, because you still have to figure out if the camera is a right fit for you. So don't assume that choosing the most expensive camera will make you a master of your craft. Make sure to put these in mind. Resale value, store location, 
the proximity of service and the quality of service. So feel free to email me, contact me if you have any questions. I would love to hear your struggles and your suggestions. Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Wedding Video Boss. Peace.